This episode is brought to you by Bond Charge, who were formerly known as Blue Blocks. They are the original science-backed brand providing fashionable Australian-made blue light management and red light therapy products, as seen in Vogue, GQ and L. Jess, I have a quick science lesson for you. The sun is the most natural source of blue light, and rather cleverly, our brains use the light from the sun to regulate our body clocks. When the sun starts to set, this signals to our brains to start producing melatonin, which prepares us for sleep. However, with more and more artificial blue light products in our everyday lives, this quite understandably confuses the F out of our brains. Enter Bond Charge. They have a range of products which filter down harmful artificial blue light, which come from sources like our phones, laptops, tablets, TVs, and even LED light bulbs. In fact, Harvard University found that too much exposure to blue light not only disrupts our sleep, but can increase our risk of multiple health issues. As some of you may know, our favourite product of Bond Charge is the blue light blocking clip light, which is the most perfect reading light, particularly before bed. Its red light is not only cosy and easy on the eye, but it's been proven to stimulate melatonin production, which improves sleep. Hurrah! It perfectly clips to your book, it's rechargeable and the light is easy to manoeuvre. It's been a real game changer. It's a perfect size and super lightweight, which means you can have it on you wherever you go, whether you're traveling, using to read before bed, or even just need to get up in the middle of the night and don't want to turn on an overhead light. Their website is great and breaks down all of the science behind their products, so head to www.bonnecharge.com and use code BOOKRECOS15 for 15% off all their products. Between the Pages. I'm Jess and I'm Lauren and we're the pals behind Book Recos. This is the podcast where we chat all things books and just about everything in between. Today we are going to wind it back to catch up on our summer break. We had a lovely time off but we're back and it's time to see what we've missed and what we've been reading. And all importantly, did we catch up on our TBR like we said we would? You'll find out. Lauren. Yes. Did you have a lovely break? I did have a lovely break. So we do. Because actually we have also barely spoken because yeah, we've been so busy. I know. Do you know, I feel a little bit guilty because we've taken a break. Did you? No. Did you not? <laughs> I kept thinking, oh crap, like I'm, there are so many things that I should be doing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I did yeah. that. And like seeing our inbox, like, I was like, oh, I'm not going to reply to that. No. Yeah. Because we consult... If there's ever a slow reply to something, it's because we consult each other on everything. So <laughs> if we know the other one's busy, we'll be like, well, we're going to have to wait. Aren't yeah. We? Yeah. I think that was part of it. Yeah. But um, no, I had a lovely time off. Um, I was working, but then I went to Ireland for the last 10 days. That was really fun. Visited some island Irish bookshops. Um, bought, bought a couple of books from in, some independents. What did you um, buy? I bought Emma Donoghue's new book. Okay. I can't remember what it's called. It's like it begins with a H, like Hustle or some shit. But I read Room and I read one of her other books ages ago and I loved them and I've not read any of her oh, books Oh, Room since. as in the one yeah. with the kid? Oh, yeah. I didn't really clock the name when you said that. Yeah. Um, and another book by her I can't remember. But um, So I'm really looking forward to it and it's set in Ireland. So, oh, great. You, know. you probably should have read it there. I, I took a picture with it there. Okay, great. So, <laughs> same, same, you know. 
Um, and I went to um, a talk with Natasha Dunn. Lun. Lun, every time. <laughs> um, who wrote Conversations in Love, which... I don't know, it just really moved me. Yeah. Like, it was We've, just so quick emotional. One, we spoke about that book in our Love in Nonfiction episode. Right. And I'd not read it, um, but I had the book. And listening to her talk, I was like, oh my God, this is the book I need. Oh, um, so you, you went to the event without having read it? No. Oh! Yeah. So I've had it for ages, but I've never read it. Or I'd like dipped in and out a little, but a long time ago. Um, so listening to her talk... Um, oh my god I was like I need this book this woman pretty much has the same life or had the same life as me Um, and I'm loving it I've nearly finished it and it's just so moving all the letters are amazing Candice Cartley's Candice Cartley Williams that's friendship right it's about friendship oh my god like how you have to woo your friends oh so good I loved it great book um, what about you, Jess? What have you been up to? I don't really know where August has gone. No, like, I can kind of do it week by week. The first week I had a stomach bug. Not fun. Not fun. Then I went to a wedding in Cornwall because it's so far away. We stayed an extra, like, four or five days. That was lovely. Came back work today. They went to a different British seaside. And it was the following week we both, like, had lunch, like, working from home, but, like, met at the table to have lunch. And we're like, God, we've just cooked a meal and we're inside. And we basically just spent the whole week outside and eating out and just living our best lives (laughs) and then I don't really understand where the time's gone I think work's been really busy because I've had to catch up on having time off yeah and yeah it's just gone really fucking fast the whole year's gone fast yeah true I saw this meme it was like this year has gone January February March August yeah that's how it feels yeah legitimately so true yeah we blinked and it was we're halfway through we're getting into the burr months which I actually fucking hate that phrase (laughs) it's so fucking annoying (laughs) but I get it they are a whole vibe they are are. so fine fine give it to them yeah should Um, we talk about books on this book podcast do you think we should do that (laughs) I mean how much you got to say (laughs) do you know what for once not that much Lauren hit us off what have you read Okay, so I'll start. I think it might have been our last episode before we broke up for school. Forever. Um, forever. <laughs> um, I had read the first book of the Summer I Turned Pretty series. Yes, because it was our Books of Summer 2022 well, episode. There we go. So I finished that series. So I did oh, read two, two of those, but it doesn't really, really count, does it? Um, so I read those two, loved it. I'd say it's good like. As the first? Yeah, it felt like it could have been one book. I won't oh. lie. Just put it in one book. She clearly wrote all three of them at the same time and just published them staggered, is my personal opinion. Intriguing. Um, so I think, you know, I'd recommend reading them back to back so you just know what happens and you read them while it's fresh in your mind. Um, but really loved, really loved them. Coming of age, YA. Um, I'd say, like, if you were listening to, like, the Taylor Swift soundtrack in the background, you're probably on the right vibe, you know? That's the the vibe. It is. And then I started watching the Amazon Prime series because, I don't know if you remember, I was like, which brother will I fancy more? Because in the book, I prefer the older brother. And in the series, the other way around. The older brother is not fit. He's just really not not, not the one. 
Um, so that was interesting. So yeah, that is interesting. I love that. Did you then, hang on, did you read all three and then watch the series or did you watch the series and then read the other two? Read all three, then uh, watched the okay. series because I didn't want any spoilers. Yeah. And true. also like the series does change things. Oh, so good, I didn't want it to confuse me. You know? Yeah, that's very true. That is confusing. Um, well, I'm very pleased for you that you finished the series. Thank you very much. What about you? Have, have you read any books? Do you know what, Lauren? <laughs> It's only been a handful. Yeah. No, it hasn't even been a fucking handful. I've got five fingers and I haven't read that many books. Fine. And also, it's absolutely fine if you only read one book a month. But I usually read about ten, so this is actually crazy. Well, it's kind of not fine because we have a podcast. No, but I mean, like, as a general thing for the human race. Oh, yeah, race. for everyone else, it's not fine. Oh, it <laughs> is fine. <laughs> Sorry, Freudian slip. It is fine. But yeah. it's just for us, like, we've got a podcast where we talk about books. If we don't read books, then we don't have a podcast. Yeah, for so sure. Catch 22. For sure. However... Yes. The last book I read really blew me away and I'm buzzing to talk about it. So even if that was the only one I'd read, I'd have been really happy about it. So this is the book that you've probably seen everywhere. It's called Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow by Gabrielle. I don't know if it's Zevin or Zevin. Or is it Taylor Jenkins read Zevin? Who knows? (laughs) Um, Oh, it's quite a long blurb. I'm doing my own version of the blurb. I'm looking at it. It's too long. Basically... Two kids meet. Sam is in hospital because he's injured his foot and so he's in and out constantly for surgeries. Uh, He's been in a car crash. And Sadie is there visiting her ill sister. (coughs) Sorry. And one day she comes across Sam in the hospital gaming room and starts gaming with him. And they just get to chatting. And then afterwards the staff say to Sadie's mum, this boy hasn't spoken in months he's just had like this full-on chat with Sadie so they sort of see if he if Sadie will keep coming back to spend time with Sam um and Sadie at that point um it's coming up to her bum it's friendly she has to complete a certain amount of volunteering so her mum suggests that maybe this could be volunteering Sadie's grandma's like look you've got to be careful because if he finds out that you're doing this as volunteering he'll be that's upsetting for someone to hear and Sadie's like but I enjoy spending time with him like that's just a bonus that I get to volunteer Mm -hmm. obviously the truth all comes out oh man this is really just the beginning of the book though oh fine okay then they don't speak for years and years and years but they suddenly see each other in a busy train station and they sort of reconnect and Sam is speaking now yeah he's all fine his foot's well it's not fully repaired but like never will be yeah Um, and they're both um, she's in college at the time he's in college she's studying not gaming it's not what her course is called but something about that yeah. something into video games designing lots of games for her course gives one to Sam to play and he's like wow this is amazing and then approaches her again it's like we should make a game together Oh, so they make a game together it's amazing and then from there they start a gaming company with their other friend Marks who kind of he hasn't got a gaming experience but he is the one that like makes it a business because they're just gamers cool and so from there, you just see how their lives pan out. And Love obviously that. there's more tricky situations. There's love interest. There's lots of things. And it's, if anyone's read Meg Wallitzer's The Interestings, it gave me such similar vibes to that. Okay. It's like a group of friends all growing up together, finding fame and fortune and success, but also like there's deaths and love and illness. Life. And, yeah. And it's absolutely brilliant. And yes, it's probably going to sit in the sci-fi genre a little bit just because of the gaming thing and there is a lot of talk about gaming and lots of lingo like that but as someone who doesn't care about gaming I fucking loved it so you don't have to like that you just have to like character driven coming of age friendship good characterization to enjoy this what's more to love 
nothing it's such a reco also no not the best thing about it great thing about this book is that the title is in the text ah yes actually tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow is an a line in a shakespeare play nice yeah nice um plagiarism there (laughs) (laughs) marks is into theater fine yes and marks is um so yeah, it's great. Like 400 pages and I just didn't want it to end. And it's a beautiful cover, isn't oh, it? Yeah, go on our Instagram and you'll see I did a little video to show off how shiny it was because this couldn't not show it's off how shiny, shiny it was. Um, and yeah, it was just such shiny vibes. That it was oh. that book. <laughs> a little gem. Yeah. All right. So that's, that that's me, even if that was the only one I read, which it wasn't. There were a few others. I wouldn't care because it was just brilliant. It was worth it. I'm wondering if it's in my top 10 of the year. <gasps> Wow. Yeah. I think it is, but equally Will it be could be by knocked December? out if I read some more great ones. But I might not I might not ever read again because um my we, reading seems to have slowed down. That seems to be the <laughs> the plan here. Yeah. Over to you. Okay. What are you talking about? That's a good question. Um so back to our throwing it back to our Love Island episode. That was a good one. The book that had turned my head was The Green Eyed Girl by Julie Owen Moylan. I read that over my summer holiday. Was it good? Did, was it worth turning your head for? It so was, Jess. Oh, yeah. I'm going to read you the synopsis because I need some little bit of help here. <laughs> <laughs> you only read it this month, you know. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't, make, it doesn't matter. Um, 1955, in an apartment on the Lower East Side, school teachers Dovey and Gillian live as lodgers. Dancing behind closed curtains, mixing cocktails for two, they guard their private lives fiercely until someone guesses the truth, dot, dot, dot. 1975, 20 years later, in the same apartment, Ava Winters is keeping her own secret. Her mother has become erratic, haunted by something Ava doesn't understand, until one sweltering July morning she disappears. Soon after her mother's departure, Ava receives a parcel, addressed simply to apartment 3B. It contains a photo of a woman with the word liar scrawled across it. Ava doesn't know what it means or who sent it, but if she can find out, then perhaps she'll discover the answers she's been seeking and meet the woman at the heart of it all and I really loved it there was a dual timeline and uh, timeline and dual narrative oh, that dreamy dreamy we love to see and it was Julia Owen Moylan's debut novel um which you couldn't tell because just written to absolute perfection it's very poignant it's a heartbreaking love story really um in case you didn't guess Davi and Gillian are gay and back in 1955 obviously it was against the law they could have been sent to prison if anybody found out so they were having to keep their you know their love for each other very secret and obviously someone comes along and fucks all that up for them and the stories about the repercussions of their love being exposed and not being able to be together um, oh my god I just absolutely loved it like because it was very it's, it's historical I was fiction. just about to ask is it too his ficky it's not at all <gasps> I'm gonna stop saying I don't like his fit because I love it because we fucking love it I fucking love it it was everything I wanted in a book like it was very poignant very like moving but the pace was brilliant 
the dual narrative the dual timeline like made sure that that like the pace kept up and Ava in the current day is trying to like crack what happened back to Dovey and Gillian back oh. in the day 20 years ago so she sort of unravels a piece and then it will go back to 1955 and you'll sort of see how that piece of information that she's just learned plays out um and yeah the characters were just really likable very very character driven as well actually mm. was it quick to read was it an easy read yeah like easy really to easy to read i read it in a couple of days i think maybe three days mm. which is quite good for me yeah quite quick for me yeah i would definitely recommend it i'm so pleased so now that it's turned your head you've pulled up for a chat or whatever are you coupled up. Up? Oh my my coupled God. up yeah are you yeah. gonna stick with it in casa quite possibly <gasps> maybe wow. even till the end of the year wow until they get that bonus nine months later yeah. 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 Do, they, do they have to wait nine months? Mm. Stop That's it. why they all break up around the same point. Because if they Stop. stay together at a certain point, they get a bonus. Stop it. I did also, not know that. No one from ITV has told me that. I've just, that that's just like a speculation from what everyone. Is that in case <laughs> they like pop out. out a baby from the villa? You've got to be together nine months. I don't know if it's exactly nine months, but there is I'm a period loving... of time where they all break up. Oh, that's so funny. Mm. I've never clocked that before. Um, I'm loving... This is a massive sidetrack, but I'm loving to see all the partnership deals that are coming out. Well, I didn't really watch it this year, so I didn't mm. follow any of them. Pretty little thing, sweeping in. So eBay did fuck all then? I know, eBay uh, coupled up with Tasha. Coupled she's, up with... <laughs> <laughs> she's their, um, their new ambassador. Anyway, back to books. That was the last <laughs> Love Island reference of 2022. Until next week's episode. <laughs> Okay, shall we talk about a buddy read that honestly feels like 5,000 years ago, but it was the beginning of August? Sure. Okay, this was Love and Virtue. I forgot I read this. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah. This is by Diana Reid. And I'll read the synopsis for this one because I've got my book open. Pleasure. Okay, Michaela and Eve are two bright, bold women who befriend each other in their first year as residential college at university, where they live in adjacent rooms. They could not be more different, one assured and popular, the other uncertain and eager to please. But something happens one night in orientation week, a drunken encounter, a foggy memory that will force them to confront the realities of consent and wrestle with the dynamics of power. Initially bonded by their wit and sharp eye for the college's mix of material wealth and moral poverty, Michaela and Eve soon discover how fragile friendship is and how capable of betrayal they both are. Written with a strikingly contemporary voice that is both wickedly clever and and incisive, Love and Virtue explores issues of consent, feminism, class and institutional privilege and engages with enduring philosophical questions we face today. And I think we should start with that philosophical bit of it. Yeah. Because it was a bit like... Sally. The Sally Rooney emails. Yeah, same. I got that vibe too. Yeah. It was... Um, but actually easier to digest than the Sally Rooney emails. Yeah, yeah. They weren't as lofty. But I think we both said when we were reading it, when we started, we were kind of like, Where are we, where's this going? Yeah. Because it's... It opens with this chapter where clearly there's been like this this one night that's mentioned you're like oh but then it's kind of left yeah exactly and you're waiting to see how is this relevant and are we coming back to this and like don't get me wrong i really enjoyed reading it i think i i took it to the park one day and i ended up just reading it pretty much in one sitting in the park what a lovely day it was really nice it kind of matches the cover it does (laughs) not my proof though i actually finished it and then gave it to a girl in the park and i was like do you want this That's lovely. I know. I Next thought time so you too. should like dress up in fairy wings and do that. 
<laughs> like a little pixie. And she looked at me like, like she didn't really understand. Was she I'm like, like, I don't read. She, no, because she was reading. Got it. She was reading Cruel Dad. So I was like, yeah, she likes contemporary fiction, you know, yeah. newish books. So I gave it to her. Um, anyways, we digress. I, yeah, I read, like, it was very readable, but I remember thinking, like, what's, what's happening? What's the plot? Yeah, but I guess that's because it is a coming-of-age character-driven Very <laughs> true. Thing. Yeah. So sometimes you can be like, what's the plot? But I think because it makes out that it's this big situation that's yeah. betrayal and things, but it never comes across as that much of a betrayal until like later on in the book but yeah, yeah it's very good for like that sort of young adult in terms as in in terms of age like late teens early 20s trying to find yourself figuring out what your place in the world is yeah the kind of person you want to be like it's got all of those themes spot on totally and i loved the like um her like the affairs and the love story oh god yeah I've forgotten about that yeah I think because there's a a student teacher relationship in tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow so I think I'd kind of forgotten but actually yeah that's so true um really similar actually (laughs) (laughs) you've reminded me um we did I mean we did love the whole female friendship and the like balance of power I remember us chatting about that and we thought that was very good yes yeah yeah it's I don't think it will be for everyone no and like it's not going to be in my top books of the year but I'm glad I've read it yeah and And it was an enjoyable read it was an enjoyable read it's also set in Australia I just quite liked learning about their school system and like the beaches that they go to and how they will spend their Christmas break but that summer Oh, it's so crazy! It kept isn't it? like messing my head up because I kept forgetting it was based in Australia. So our winter is their summer, yeah. but they're still having Christmas. I'm finding it crazy at the moment when like the Australian people I follow on Instagram are all in woolly jumpers. I'm like, <laughs> you're in Australia and it's summer. It's so hot. <laughs> <laughs> That's a me problem though. Um, yeah, I think it was a, it was a good buddy read. I reckon a book club would have a lot of mm. fun digesting it all and dissecting Very it. Very true. Yeah. Um, so thank you to Orion for that one. I pronounced Orion correctly. Well done. Very proud, proud of, of you. I saw you look very smugly after you said that. <laughs> she, she wants brownie points for that. I do, always. Anyway, Lauren. Mm. You said in our last episode, yeah. I really need this month off to actually do some reading and catch up on my TBR. So we haven't actually alluded to how many books I've read, but we know it's not many. How many have you read? Because you actually read a whole series, really. The fact that you finished The Summer I Turned Pretty. One, two, three, four, five, six, six and a half. Oh, because you're reading Conversations in Love. Because I'm reading Conversations in Love. Um, That's good. Well, actually, maybe seven, maybe seven, because I'm actually halfway through Madame or whatever as well um but really that's not great for me because in july i read 10 and seeing as august was meant to be the month you were were meant to do double time yeah i didn't for sure what else did you read that we haven't talked about um not that we'll talk about it but just because i'm nosy i read the girls are good ah yes there's a fun picture of that on our grid if you'd like to go and have a look (laughs) (laughs) i read um this time tomorrow which we'll talk about in another 
podcast episode. Oh, you're saving it for me. Okay. Yeah. Um, Is that the cover with the balloons on it? Yes. Yeah, I like that cover. By the author of All Adults Here, which I read mm. a couple of years ago now. Really loved it. Um, but I haven't even posted my review for that. Oh, no, I have posted my review for that. And then the others we've all talked about. What about you? Oh, well, Any Lauren, other books you want to talk about? Lauren, I've, I thought I'd read four and I've opened my notebook and I've only read three. <laughs> it means you've had a fun summer break. Yeah. Well done, Yeah. You. Yeah, the other one I read was Pandora's Book's Choice for this month, which was um. Isaac and the Egg by Bobby Palmer, which is very cute. Yes. And very... It's been described as mad and sad, and that's exactly what it is. Okay. A man is about to take his own life, and he's grieving, and then he finds an egg, and he has to look after the egg. And in the interview with Pandora Sykes, it added a lot more to the book. Like, he, there's, he sort of references the egg to, like, Baby Yoda... You know, from the Mandalorian when it was everywhere, and he was like, like Baby Yoda kind of inspired the character Jokes. of the egg. So, like, the interview was really interesting to listen to. It actually made me like the book more than I did okay. when reading it. Because reading it, I was like, I can't visualize what is going What's on going with on? this egg. Um, so yeah, it was a rogue choice, but really sweet, and I yeah. wouldn't have read it otherwise. Um, and thank God, because otherwise I'd have only read two books. <laughs> I am okay. currently reading. Square One by Nell Frizzell. Yes, who wrote Panic Years. Yes, which is which a non-fiction um, and is about those panic years where you think, oh my God, my body clock, I'm not married, what what was going on with my life? Mm-hmm. When actually, like, you know, you're fine, you're actually quite young. Yeah. These things aren't even important. Yeah. Your time will come. Um, quite a triggering book, that one, wasn't it? it? Was, we found it, was <laughs> we found it made us very panicked. <laughs> Um, but yeah, this is her novel, um, which is basically a similar vibes non-fic um, fiction. fiction version of the non-fic, really, isn't it? A bit, yeah. So her boyfriend's her relationship's broken down, and she moves back in with her dad in Oxford. So she's trying to desperately move out of her dad. She's trying to get another job, and that's where I'm at so far with that. Okay. Easy read, nice. Will it blow me away? We'll see. We'll see. Will I finish it in August just so that I can say I read four books? You've Who got knows? four days. Yeah, but I've got a busy four days. Yeah. <laughs> it's that holiday weekend. Yeah, we are recording this early. Yeah, um, and we, we're going out later, so probably no reading today. And that might have an effect on tomorrow. Quite possibly. Yeah. Um, so... Are we saying yes, we caught up on our tea? I think you did. And actually, collectively, we're at 10. Fine. Yeah. That's, yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Um, so after this episode, it'll be back to your usual schedule programming of in-depth discussions on books that we've read oh. recently and we're such good readers. <laughs> That's a bit of a shit episode, really, isn't it? Did we come back no, with a bang? It's, it's no. not It's not a shit episode because of how good tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow is and I need to get that public service announcement out there that everyone has to read it. Say with Green Eyed Girl. Oh, top episode then. Yeah. It's Shall I say Reco's galore? <laughs> <laughs> two. Two Reco. today's episode then like subscribe leave a rating review it costs you nothing but it genuinely means the world to us and you could always share our podcast with your reading buddy too they might enjoy it 
And if you haven't already, then subscribe to our newsletter at www.bookrecos.com to catch up on any recos that you might have missed on our Instagram. See you next week. We'll be here.